how important do you think it is to have and to live by principles mm. or rules for sake of a better word? Do you think having principles is a key factor to success? Right. So to really uh, succeed in life, I had to come up with some coping uh, dreams or some principles that I really wanted to uh, execute. Well, actually, it was more of um, halfway through my business career, I realized that what I started to look around all the people around me, the successful ones and the ones that were not successful. And it's pretty quick to see that uh, the really successful ones have, uh, have some real strong principles and the ones that don't, and, I, and, I, and success covers uh, a wide range. It doesn't, it's not just financial, it's, it's, it's personal, it's, it's family. It, there's a lot of things that, uh, that I would define as success. And I soon realized that um, I wanted some principles to live by, or what was making, what was making and shaping my life. And so um, I came up with five points that I live by. And I work them hard, and I work them regularly, and they have been an enormous influence in my life. If you give me a few minutes here, I'll walk you through them, because to yes. me, they're, they've been enormously powerful. They have been my best tool. And part of it was an analysis of what my life is like, what have I done successfully, and what haven't I, and what caused that. And the other part was who I want to be, or what I, what I should be like, and, and, and just observing people who, um, who needed structure. So the first one that I came up with is, is to invest heavily in my family and my friends and uh, in my personal health and uh, my relationship with God. That the best thing I have on this planet is my family. That's the strongest thing that I can, uh, that I can count on. They're there and they're my, they're my, they're my powerhouse. They're, they're the ones that I, they're my insurance policy for, ma for, that, for that matter. My family and my friends are my insurance policy. I don't need to buy insurance. Uh, and it goes back to the old school of the, of the far, the, a, a barn burns down in a little town and everybody comes and fixes it uh, and builds a new one. So the community is, 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 is inbred in me and it's, it's a very powerful part of who I am. And so investing in them, it, I use the word investing very carefully because it required me to think about, uh, about investing uh, a giving uh, when I didn't expect a return until there came a time where I might need it. And uh, so, so my first principle, invest heavily in that in your relationship. Uh, for example, investing in uh, physical health would be part of that. And I realized that early on, actually, because I, I ran a lot of marathons, and I realized that putting myself into a difficult position of hardship willingly like running a marathon and be, and, and really focusing on um, on on strengthening my resolve my will so for that matter was so so important because it would spill over into everything else I wanted to do so now I had the power to do something because I did something hard willingly and I remember a, a friend uh, invited me to a little investment seminar there was just three of us and uh, so we were talking and we were talking about, are you still staying in shape? Are you still biking? Are you still running? Yeah, yeah, we're doing this. And one of the, the, one of the, third, one of the three uh, looked at me and said, so how do you do it? Because I don't have the power to stay with a program. 
I just don't have the resolve. And I said, I looked at him and I said, here's what I do. I consider staying in shape and going out and doing my 15 or 20K run or whatever it was. I considered it as investment. I don't look at it to see how much fun am I having? Because to me, it wasn't, it was always, I wanted to return somewhere. Where would I get the return? Maybe when I was 70 or 75 or 80 or where somewhere, or simply the quality of my life went up. So I looked at him and I said, here's what I say. Here's what I say when I'm struggling in my, in that aspect. Um, I say, shut up, Levi, you're investing when I'm at kilometer 25 and I'm having a hard time. <laughs> shut up, Levi, you're investing. And so what was very profound about that, because he looked at me and go, and he repeated it. Shut up, you're investing. I said, do you have RRSPs? And he said, of course I do. I said, so it's the same principle. You have to put in, and you, in, the, the sooner you can do it in your life, the longer your payback will be, just like any money you're putting in the bank. So I found that to be, very profound in my life because I had a plan and I actually worked the plan. I worked it all my life. I've run like 30 some marathons and, 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 and it wasn't only because I loved running so much, although that was a great um, regenerating, rejuvenating of my spirit and body, but it was also a principle that I wanted to perform, which would be that if I could do that hard thing willingly, I would have, Actually, I would have that spill over to almost anything else I wanted to do because I've built resolve and I've built the ability to suck it up. I built the ability to just hold in there in hardships. And so that was my first principle. And then, you know, my relationship with God was important to me. In my case, that was something I wanted to do, uh, have a prayer time, have a time to, to meditate and be uh, really personally, uh, uh, have a personal relationship with what I saw, what I see in life as um, there's much more to what the, uh, the eye, what you, you know, what you see daily in front of you. And just to meditate on the grandeur of, of life in such a space and time as we are in. I think it makes life a lot easier when people can answer the question, why? Because in most cases, when somebody goes and says, um, oh, I think I'd like to stay in shape. You actually, it's not about just saying, oh, I just want to stay in shape or I want to accomplish something. You need to be able to have a good answer to the question, why? Why is that so important? Is because when times are tough, you no longer have a shallow uh, foundation. You actually have a really powerful place that says, oh, here's a really good reason why I'm doing it. Like, that's why I use the word investment because um, most of us or many people uh, look to the future to have some money left over or, or to invest yeah. in things. And so they have a pretty good reason to do it. So if you have, the, you have a really good answer to the question why, um, it's just a lot easier. I do want to go into the deeper questions of life because I, I, I need to know more about, you know, what's my purpose? Where did I, what, what's the whole point of it? Did we, did, I just, did we just come from? There's a lot of science out there that says, theories that talk about evolution or that talk about how we came to be and and I, and I don't buy many of those because they don't make sense to me there's 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 too much order and logic in in when I look around where my setting here which is absolutely spectacular I'm always in wonder and awe and Levi I, is really focused on creating an alignment between his body his soul and his spirit
And that really comes from point one summarizes investing consistently in relationships and health. That alignment between body, soul, spirit is key. Um, so point number two. Point number two. Simple. Embrace your adversity. I found too often for me and for those around me, um, we, as soon as something really hard comes along, um, we want to exit from it. We look for every way that we can to, re to reduce the pain or, or, or get out of a difficult situation. I think the contrary. I think embracing your adversities and understanding that your adversities shape you, it's just like writing tests for anything you study, that, that we've forgotten how important the really hardship, the hard things in life are. They are critical for our success. And so I've coined the, coined the or used the phrase for myself, embrace your adversities, because too often I've found that that really difficult thing that I went through over there did shaped me this way, or actually it was a real blessing or something amazing in disguise. So what I thought was something horrible turned out to be something beautiful. So it's a trick to think, or it's, it's false to think that all those, all hardships like that are not good for us. Many of them are super important for your success. So, um, um, I, I use that one a lot. So when I'm in a tough spot, I often go, the first thing I'm gonna do is calm down in it, stay calm in it. Why? Because I don't even know yet if it's really, if it's bad for me or not. So until I really know that, I'm just gonna stay calm. I, I focus on just staying calm myself. I might be in distress for 24 hours, but I work really hard at coming back to my equilibrium. And then I'll look to see, all right, Let's just watch and look at this from all perspective and just walk through it because there's a very good chance, historically in my life, there's a very good chance that this is good for me. And uh, so, so I, uh, it's, it's a principle I practice a lot. When I'm in, hard, in a hard spot, I go, this could really be good for me. So then I calm down and I work it and I, I wait for it to go through it. And usually when you're calm in a hard place, you make better choices. Point two is embrace your adversity. This is going to shape and bring you growth. And from that growth comes the blessing, the blessings that we're going to get from that challenge that we've overcome, that confidence that we'll build. But really important that I thought you said was stay calm and work on what you're focused on. Focus on your thinking to be defining it by asking the question, what's great about this challenge, this moment I'm in? Right. What can I learn? And don't make a decision in a poor state. Right. Good, point three. Yeah. Point three is uh, learn to let go. Uh, I use that one a lot. Matter of fact, I practiced it this last year a lot again. Um, what do I mean by learn to let go? Um, I personally don't carry any baggage like really zero. Why? Because I have committed to myself that I will not carry any baggage because I, I've, I'm learning to let it go. And either I make a choice, either I confront the situation that needs to be dealt with and, do, and deal with it as well as I can, or when I am done with that portion, it, it, whether it worked or didn't, um, then I back off and I go, okay, now's my time to say, this now needs to 
come out of my system. It needs to come out of my brain. And I am no longer, I used to go for a walk when I was really, really disturbed about something. Somebody did something, somebody wronged me, said something really mean to me or whatever it was, or I need to get over a failure, an investment failure or a business venture thing that was really difficult. I'd go for a walk and I would say this, before I finished, before I finished this walk, I will have let go. So letting go for me was always a choice. My feelings rarely were there. Uh, they, it was the beginning of my feelings following my choice. Uh, and it, sometimes it would take weeks, the days, weeks, months for the feelings to follow and, and, and come in line. But it was always initiated by choice. So I, I, I don't carry any baggage. I, when I am really upset about something, I give myself 24 hours to be really upset about it. And then my next step is, okay, make, then I make my plan. How am I going to come out of this? And then I work the plan and my brain shifts from being afraid and anxious to working the plan. And that, and, and, and that involves, all right, here's my time. I'm letting go. Uh, and I move on and uh, it, it, it works really well for me. It might not work for everyone, but it certainly works for me. Wow. I think that that is really uh, an amazing chunk of gold for all of us because um, our emotions create motion, right? And unfortunately, our focus can quite often, Bob, cause us to make decisions on a negative energy or focus, which isn't going to usually bring a positive outcome. So the skill that I just learned from you, Levi, and I use this quite a bit, but really emphasized for me is that Allow yourself to be real, to feel what you feel. Give yourself a defined period of time mm -hmm. to allow yourself to think, to feel it. Then do something physical that's almost like a ritual of letting it go. Whether it's a walk, whether it's a run, whether it's a workout, a hike, it doesn't matter what it is, but start, allow yourself to feel that anger, frustration, whatever it might be, then what is good about this? Mm -hmm. And after you've defined that, move into the action steps and create a plan mm -hmm. on how to move forward from the decision. And at the end of that activity, you've actually created a mini priority list mm -hmm. of how to move forward in your next steps. Mm -hmm. That's profound to me and an effective tool for all of us to remember. It might give yourself the time, 24 hours, whatever it is, to go through it and work through it mentally, but then take a physical action combined with your choice to physically let it go and move forward. So the, the next point, point four, we probably need to move on. Yeah, it is perfect. Is uh, give. Like in, in, in when, you say, when you think oh, uh, Levi's principle is giving or be a giver, um, I think it talks about character. Like you should always try, I always try to give much more than I receive. Um, uh, because I find the, the joy in giving, I find the joy in investing, whether it is just uh, giving compliments or whether it's actually giving somebody a hand with something or whether it's financial is, I think giving just, it's, it's like a mirror that you can look into and say, you can say, 
do I give more than I do I receive from those? Or do, am I needy? Do I need things from people around me that make me happy? Or am I the, am I the author of my happiness? And so I think it's just a really good check in your life to say, where am I at with what I've learned about what life is about? And it's not about me. So therefore, I should be investing in, in giving, be a giver on all fronts of my life. And uh, I find that um, I find that when I have that attitude all the time, all the relationships and everything around me actually are, um, are much happier. There's a lot less stress in my world. So, you know, a lot, a lot of these principles that I'm talking about are actually, <laughs> they were for me to cope with my own uh, issues in life. So, um, so just to make the, the, the whole point relatively short, there's lots more behind it, but it would be just focus on being a, a, give, a giver. Give, give, give on various fronts in your life. Wow. So one is to invest consistently in relationships and health. Two, embracing our adversities and challenges. Three, learn to let go of the pain. Four, give. And we have a statement Bob and I talk about a lot, and that is we need to grow, which is learning. Mm -hmm. That allows us to fill our cup so that we have something to give. Mm -hmm. And what you've just expressed is very much in line with that. Mm -hmm. Constant and never-ending improvement and growth. Mm -hmm. Where we're focused, mm -hmm. who we are surrounded by and proximity you've touched on. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, give what we want to get mm -hmm. as a minimum level. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, what I really respect mm -hmm. is that you're trying to give generously. Mm -hmm so that you're giving more than what you would get back. Right. You're bringing value. We're in, a, in, a, in somewhat of a dangerous time, uh, even say politically and otherwise, where uh, culturally people want something. Uh, they, they, they expect, whether it's money from government or policy change, whatever, they're always looking for some, but what could they get rather than uh, rather than how can I contribute? Uh, and I think if the focus a little bit more on every individual was trying to give a little bit more than they would get, the whole world would be a very different place. And so, uh, yeah, so I, I'm concerned right now about our culture as it's becoming far more, uh, far more oriented towards, oh, uh, somebody needs to look after me. So, so. I, I totally agree with you. So. That segues into our final point, final fifth one. point. Fifth point is um, um, allow life to be an adventure. And uh, it sounds kind of like maybe like, a, like, a, like an odd statement, but for me, it's very, it's very real because imagine that somebody is writing a book or writing down everything that's happening to you and your thoughts every day. And there's going to be this book in the end. And if you get up in the morning and you eat your Fruit Loops, you go to work, you just barely make it through work because you just want to work as hard as you have to. Uh, you come home, you eat something, you watch TV and you go to bed and you do the, the same thing the next day again. And that's all written down. Who will read the book? So I will say is allow life to have a lot of um, hardships. Uh, push yourself to the edge because the, the, the spice of life is always near the edge. It's not in the middle where you're comfortable and safe. 
the spice of life is near the edge. Allow life to be, allow there to be tears in your life. Allow there to be really hardships. Allow there to be great joys and accomplishments and achievements. Why? Because it could make a pretty interesting book in the end. So, so live life fully knowing that, imagine someone's actually writing a book and it, it will be read, but will only one person read it or will it be actually a really good read? So, um, so live life because you know that there is so much opportunity that you can do and you're passing by every moment that you don't, you don't actually do something significant or you're experiencing something significant or just simply enjoying the world for what it is. And you have an optimistic uh, point of perspective on how things work out there. So, so um, allow life to be really adventurous. Uh, uh, allow it to be really hard sometimes because that's actually makes a really good story. So I, I use that one only because it helps me put the whole thing in perspective uh, of what it is that I want to accomplish and what do I want to end up with. Wow, that's powerful. That's really powerful. To visualize that I have a scribe literally running beside me all day, every day. That is impactful. Every word I say, every action I take, mm. will this create value in my life and Make a tell story. a story, yes, tell a story that I would want to read. And that means the story can't be all easy. It can't be all just um, uh, simple because all great stories have mm. challenge, have the triumph. You have no triumph mm. if you do not have those challenges to, to face, to have our character tested, to have a choice mm. of up or down, left or right. Uh, should I stay? Should I go? Pain is the partner of growth. And that's what inspires all of us, is when people actually see us embrace the pain and are able to move forward. And this, for me today, is a very powerful lesson. Thank you for listening today. We welcome you to visit us at www.theuncommontruth.life and find The Uncommon Truth on YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. Until next time, God bless.